0: welcome to leaving the classroom this is a podcast for teachers who are ready to transition out of the classroom and into a new career each week i'll share stories about what i've learned moving from education to the corporate world i'll answer the most common questions and share my best tips to help you get started if you are considering leaving the classroom this show is for you Hello, everyone. Welcome to Leaving the Classroom. I'm Christy Oliva, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I am talking to Sarah Bainter, who is an ID that went through Idol Courses Academy and is a former teacher. Welcome, Sarah.
1: Thank you, Christy, for having me.
0: I'm so glad you're here. I remember your whole journey in Idol because you were one of my mentees, and I just remember you We're so dedicated to the process, and so I'm so excited to have you here so that you can share with other people what worked for you and how you were able to leave the classroom. So why don't you just give me that background of how long you were teaching, what made you want to leave teaching, and how you found Idle?
1: I was teaching for 13 years total, so I, after eight years, actually got out of teaching and did a couple of other things, and then circumstances put me back into teaching. I have taught ELA at all different levels, 5th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, and 12th grades. So over the course of the total of 13 years, I really started to see the direction that education was taking. And, and it's not something that I wanted to stay in. And, you know, you really can't advance in education at all without paying for an extra degree or three. So unless you wanted to be a principal, which I didn't want to be a principal, I started to look for other avenues, and I actually found Idle Courses Academy in August of 2022, did a lot of research, really loved the fact that working instructional designers were part of the mentor part of it and part of the feedback. And so I signed up in September, cohort 12, and I had a job by May, the end of May. It's, it was just an amazing journey. A lot of work, but an amazing journey. Yeah, you you did do a lot of work. (laughs) A lot of work. And I didn't, you know, but I look at it from the standpoint of, you know, if you're going to go get a master's degree, even in education, just to increase your income, it's the same level of work. I mean, it really is that dedication and time management, which teachers already have, and we are masters at. So, you know, it was just dedicating my time, coming home, going to the mentor sessions, and really focusing. I mean, I had big post-it notes all over the walls of the next projects I needed to complete, the next things I needed to complete. And I did what I felt like doing at that time and just kept checking off the list. I mean, I'm I'm a list driven person <laughs> and I love to see things marked off. So it, it was it was a great experience.
0: Well I'm glad you brought up how in education for teachers, like there's no promotion process. And I think That was one thing I had to really adjust to coming into the corporate world was like, I've been promoted several times already, and I've only been out for four years. Whereas in teaching, you know, you're just climbing this arbitrary ladder that really means nothing. So that was a big change for me of like, oh, wow, my hard work will actually progress me in this role. What a concept, right? Right.
1: Yeah. And I mean, just in the six months that I've been with the company I'm at, I mean, the amount of accolades they've given me, the amount of atta girls. It's just, it's just such a different, phenomenal change. So,
0: so what is your current title and what company do you work for if you're comfortable sharing? Tell us more about where you are now.
1: Of course. I'm an instructional designer. I'm actually the first instructional designer of this company in 82 years of its existence. So I work for the American College of Osteopathic Internists. And it is a nonprofit, short, you know, is ACOI, what everybody calls it, but it's a nonprofit that provides continuing medical education for osteopathic physicians as well as allopathic physicians. So um, we are just a a membership organization that provides continuing education, you know, very similar to what we had to do as teachers, you know, we had to get those professional development points. So I kind of draw those comparisons a lot. And it's it is very similar. So I'm just providing the education for adults now.
0: Awesome. Do you see a big difference in that? Like, I know that's a big question I get from teachers who want to transition. Somebody just the other day asked me like, do you like, what if I miss creating stuff for kids? And for me, that was not a thing. Like I was just like, I kind of wanted to get away from the kids because at that point I had had my own kids. So does that, is that a factor for you? Do you miss the, the, is there a difference between the creativity with adult learning and, and kid learning? Like, how, how are you rectifying that in your life?
1: There is a difference. I do enjoy the, I guess I, I enjoy creating for both of them, really. I mean, adults are different. They want something that is fast, relevant to their position, relevant to what they need. You know, a lot of the physicians in my role need certain, types of education to fulfill their licensure and their certification. So it's it's really awesome to me to see that different world and to experience all that education, because while I'm developing all of this learning for them, I'm learning too. And so it really fulfills that part for me big time. When it comes to the children and creating for, for younger students, I mean, I've actually started looking at putting together a store for teachers, pay teachers, because I have those things. And so I can still create for students and help the teachers that are still in that role, make it easier for them to have material. But at the same time, I'm actually still creating for adults too and and experiencing that world too. So it really kind of a, it's really fulfilled both for me, honestly.
0: Yeah, I do wonder if like maybe even the person that asked me yesterday, like, I'm wondering if they think they're going to miss out on, like, that enthusiasm that, that you know, you can get from being in a classroom. However, I know that, like, certain videos I've created for Amazon or whoever, like, the enthusiasm I get from adults can sometimes be even more overwhelmingly positive than right. kids, because kids are just like, whatever. But,
1: like, the adults will be like, that's amazing, Christy. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Yes, the same. I mean, I've experienced the exact same thing. The adults are like, I mean, even even some of the physicians are like, I don't know how, I don't, I really don't know how you did this. My brain just doesn't work that way. This is amazing. This is so much fun. I mean, they, you know, adults still want to have fun in their learning too. So yeah, I I have never experienced more praise in a position and in a job than I have being an instructional designer, especially for ACOI. Oh,
0: so true. Yeah. So true. So good. Love that. And I'm so happy for you. I know there's no typical day, but can you run us through like what you do in this role? I know that instructional design can be pretty broad as far as like, are you more on the instructional design side? You said you're the only one. So I'm assuming you are also e-learning developer. You're the whole package.
1: I am the whole package. I do a lot of LMS management. My supervisor is incredibly amazing director of education. She and I sort of are tag team between managing the LMS. And I definitely develop the e-learning, develop storyboards, collaborate constantly, you know, with even another instructional designer from another organization. We're working on a project together. So just a lot of collaboration, a lot of communication with SMEs in building the e-learning because, I mean, I'm not a physician. (laughs) So, So that material is, it's super helpful to have the subject matter experts to help parse out and organize all the materials. So I, I kind of do it all in this role because I am a team of one for the moment. And so it, it's great. I mean, I'm getting a ton of experience in all the different aspects of instructional design. And, and the best part is to me is that everybody is so patient. You know, that's another thing is that they're patient with me when I need to do this versus this. And I am in charge of managing my time no one is hovering over me. No one is demanding anything of me. It's a really calm environment. So, that's something else that I truly love about it.
0: Yeah, that's so true. So, tell me more about when I'm helping teachers decide, like, is instructional design right for them or program management? I tend to ask them, like, what part of teaching was your favorite part of teaching? And I think that can help steer. So, what for you? Like, cause you're getting this broad perspective of all the roles, which is, I think the perfect first role coming out of education, because now you see it all and you're like, oh, I think I want to go more for me. I went in the more project or program management, you know, role. Mm -hmm. I'm more about efficiencies and and processes where some people lean way into graphic design even and go, you know, once they learn about ID, they want to become a graphic designer because they love that part. What part of it really shines for you so far? That attaches to what you liked about teaching.
1: Sure. I loved the planning of teaching and I loved to see from planning to execution happen and and then throw in the technology part of it. I love technology. And so comparatively with ID, the storyboarding is huge for me. Being able to lay it all out, see it before it exists, and then you know, then execute, put it into existence into an actual program that somebody can experience and learn from and then making those little tweaks and changes so those are the biggest things for me and seeing that that enjoyment in in my learners you know when I actually speak or am able to speak to people that have taken the course and they give me their feedback and how much they enjoyed it and how different it was because you know the older generation doesn't necessarily hasn't seen anything like this before and so to have them give me that feedback is, is excellent. I really enjoyed that with my students too, seeing that light bulb moment where something that I actually thought about, created and executed worked. And so I think that's the, the biggest comparison between the two for me personally.
0: Yeah, that's great. So if someone wanted to find a job like yours, Mm-hmm. Like, where did you find this job? How Where should they go? What should they do to ensure they land a role like yours if that's what they're looking for?
1: I think LinkedIn is, is everything. And, you know, before Idle, my LinkedIn w- didn't exist. I don't even think I had my picture on Same. my LinkedIn. I don't think I did either. <laughs> <laughs> At all. So to go through Idle and learn how to build up your LinkedIn and really communicate to people is huge. And then to find all of the roles I have replied for were through LinkedIn. And this job, actually, the recruiter contacted me through LinkedIn. You know, I I almost fell off the couch when I saw that email, that little message in LinkedIn, (laughs) wanting to interview me for the first time. So I would definitely recommend everybody take a look at LinkedIn and and really put in the filters. You know, I put in filters of what I wanted and Mm. I desperately wanted remote because I, I work really well. I'm sort of a an introverted extrovert. (laughs) So I put in all the filters and found the ones that popped up within the industries that I wanted. You know, medical was an industry, animals, working with animals was an industry that I really wanted to. So I really had to think about all of that before I started applying.
0: Well, that'd be fun to like be producing training for like a zookeeper or something.
1: Or even thought I like, bet they have it. You know? That's the thing.
0: This whole yes. world of training opens up and it's like you really could be working to train anybody after mm-hmm. you learn how to do it. That's so cool. That would be veterinary That would be super fun. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah. My uncle was a veterinarian for 45 years, and I immediately thought of him and having to train his vet techs or you know, his front person. So yeah, yeah. anything with animals and medical, that's that was my focus and i just so happened to find one that was medical and that was willing to call me <laughs>
0: <laughs> so one of the most popular questions i get is like what are the transferable skills of teachers how do they find what they can do so if you had to pick three skills that teachers have and you can just use your own experience right that just so easily transferred to the instructional design world or the or the nonprofit world or whatever what would those three be top 3
1: I would say the first one would be project management for sure. I mean, we, as teachers, we manage everything we manage and we manage everything at the same time, you know, (laughs) so we're managing people and projects and, you know, we're able to work independently and switch gears. And I mean,
0: and managing behavior on top of that, which project managers don't have to do typically. (laughs)
1: Right. And you're managing communication. And I mean, you manage your lessons from start to finish. I mean, it's just all the management things that we do are incredibly transferable. Yes. Additionally, the second one I would say would be our collaborative skills. I mean, we collaborate with literally everyone. I mean, we collaborate with our students, parents, teacher conferences, administration. We're mentors for people. I mean, it's, we collaborate with our team. I We all, we're resourceful. Very, That's part very of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just like trying to put it all together, we take everything and then we develop from there. So Collaboration is huge and we do it every single day and we don't even realize we're doing it, I think. And then, of course, leadership skills. We are leaders, no matter how you cut it. I mean, we we are uh, role models for our students. We lead our, our parents. We We lead our school districts. We communicate with administration and parents and students and we're mentors for other teachers. We lead professional development. So that leadership, And those decision-making skills that come along with that are huge and transferable to instructional design and every company you can possibly think of. So we've already developed all of those things and had a multitude of practice with them. And so I think that that, all of those things are, are incredibly necessary and they aid me in my job every single day.
0: Those are really good ones. And I think they're also ones that if I said that to a teacher who is desperate to leave but didn't know what to do, I think they would be super doubtful of themselves. Like, I can't be a project manager. Or I I can't be a people manager or a leader. But it's like, you already are.
1: You already you every are. Day. <laughs> Almost every second of every day. You know, and I think that society and people in general these days have imposed that imposter syndrome on us. I mean, they already tell us that we can't be teachers or we're not good at it or mm-hmm whatever, you know, and then we internalize that. And so, you know, that imposter syndrome tends to follow us, but confidence is key. Confidence is key. You know, you're a great teacher. You know, you can do the job. You do it every day. So why is that any different than being an instructional designer? You can do it. We will make mistakes. We do it every day still, but learning from those mistakes, even in teaching, we had to learn from those mistakes. So, Differences we
0: sometimes would get belittled for making those mistakes. And I loved that you talked about how your current role, how patient they are with you. I've experienced that in all three companies I've worked with so far. Nobody, and they all knew I was a teacher. I didn't hide that. They knew I was a previous teacher. In fact, they still to this day will say, well, coming from your education background, we would love your insight on this. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's like, oh, really? (laughs) Like, really? That's valuable information for you? And I think, I don't think teachers realize that. So, and and they, I don't think teachers also know that you don't have to hide that you're a teacher, that those skills, when you find the right company, they're going to be so thankful to have you and that outside perspective. That's the other thing I hear all the time is we are so thankful to have your outside perspective as somebody who hasn't been in corporate or hasn't been in corporate very long. That, that the right company will value every piece of your former teacherhood <laughs> that you bring. I to
1: I don't know how many times I've heard. I'm so grateful you found us, mm. you know, I mean, just that. That makes me want to cry. Place. Oh my gosh. I that's so amazing, Sarah. <laughs> I have heard that. And I have seen that in writing from my superiors so many times. And I just, I never thought of it that way,
0: you know? probably you know got more and praise in the past several months than you did in years as a teacher.
1: Years, years, it has surpassed, it has definitely surpassed the praise that I've gotten over the last six months. And you know what, that's
0: that's actually one of the number one things that that workers look for is just acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. And so if the education system simply did that one thing different, their retention of teachers would skyrocket. But because teachers just don't even feel like they're seen by anyone... It's just crazy that, I mean, yes. I'm still baffled by it all the time that it's like, just take that list of 10 top things that workers look for, fix one of them, education,
1: fix one mm-hmm. of them. For sure. Why are they not willing to fix one? I don't get I know. It. And recognition is free. You know, I mean, they wouldn't have to spend a dime just recognize them. Something, something huge, you like you know, put their name in lights somewhere. Right.
0: But then you see the type of recognition that teachers are getting. I don't know if you saw the posts from like Teacher Misery of like the Christmas gifts some of these teachers are getting from their admin, like mm-hmm. a book of post-its or something, or like mm-hmm. like a whiteboard marker. And it's like right. that negates the acknowledgement of whatever you said on the little note you accompanied that with. In fact, a handwritten note from your administrator listing out specific things that you've done well would top a monetary gift from the admin any day.
1: For sure. I would print it out and save it. Oh,
0: for sure. I still have one from when I first joined Amazon. It's not from teaching, but it was, I still have it because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, these are not familiar
1: to me getting these. Right. Right. I remember, you know, a year or two ago, last year, I think we didn't even get an email as a thank you around Christmas, not true, not even, not even an email, nothing. And so, you know, to be with ATOI and, and the, the incredible, abundant, like just gifts and recognition and thank yous. And we're going to close the office early, go enjoy your family. You know, it, it just speaks volumes. And I am constantly reminded of the right decision that I made and that the work actually paid off. So it's just
0: phenomenal. Question of the day: Do you miss teaching? Not one bit. <laughs> me neither. A couple people have said they do, so it's so yeah. worth asking. Not at all for me. I will never go back ever.
1: No, no, and I would if,
0: rather work you know, at a grocery store. I think than go back to teaching.
1: Sure. For sure, yeah. I um you know, and it and it's just. It's we're starting to get into like the winter and snow season and the Midwest and to be able to go get my coffee two steps away whenever I want and in, in, in the flavor that I want. Like it's not burnt, you know? <laughs> and, it's not day and, old that got reheated. It's not day old coffee. And you know, sit in my comfy chair in front of my work, look out the windows with the snow falling. I don't mm. have to clean a car. I don't have my feet don't get wet. I don't freeze. You and don't you have to stand at bus it. duty in the snow. You know, bus duty in oh, the that's snow. one of the worst. <laughs> it's, it's just, and you know, my little coworkers, my two cats are in, the, I call, you know, their little cat beds <laughs> are right next to me. My coworkers are in their cubicles asleep. It's just the most calming, peaceful and productive way that I've ever found in my life to work. So it's, it, it is just invaluable. It's just, a, I can't even, I can't even put it into words how great it is.
0: Well, I'm just so thrilled for you, Sarah. You definitely did the work. So I don't want to make it seem like Sarah just joined Idol and then she got that job. Keep in mind that there is a lot of work involved because it's not simply entering the course and learning some things. You do have to prove if you want to be an instructional designer that you have the skills and there is new tech. That's what Idol does for you. Now, Sarah, I bet you soon enough, you are going to become someone that now is going to be hiring their own team. I can just <laughs> see it. So with that in mind, I bet you there are going to be so many people who want to get in touch with you and be on that list <laughs> for when that happens. So what's the best way to get in touch with you, learn more about your role, how you, like, how you liked Idol? People ask me all the time, but I know a variety of opinions about Idol and the journey would be helpful. So how can they find you?
1: They can certainly find me on LinkedIn connect with me on LinkedIn send me a message. I watch that regularly and I'm so happy to help anybody do what I've done it's it's I'm so grateful to Idol I'm so grateful to you Christy. you were definitely a huge part of my journey and a part of getting me to where I am so yeah definitely contact me Are you gonna LinkedIn. start mentoring for Idol anytime soon <laughs> I would I would love that you I would mean be an I, excellent I would, mentor. I really want to give back. You know, I, I want to give back what was given to me. And I think that's
0: exactly why I did it is I just felt this like pull. I was like, how could I not go mm-hmm. back and help these other teachers? It's almost like if you like a burning building is not the best illustration. Cause I don't recommend people run back into a burning building, right. but you know, I'm thinking of like, I watched survivor. <laughs> I don't know if any of you watch survivor, but I watched survivor and they always have an obstacle in one of the obstacle courses where the whole team or tribe has to get up this ramp. And it's sometimes it's just completely vertical. So there's no way for everyone to get up individually. They have to do it as a team. And I Mm -hmm. always think of idle when this happens because one person gets up there first and they could just be like Mm -hmm. done and like, come on guys. But then they're always reaching back because they can't in that case, they can't win without it. But for me, that's what it felt like for me is I was like, how can I just move on without turning back and looking back to these other teachers who are still stuck? So exactly, um, I would be thrilled if you became a mentor.
1: Thank you. That would be awesome. And, you know, I always looked at it too, as in teaching, I found so many people that were not willing to help each other. You know, there was a lot of I don't know, imagine competition, animosity, I don't know. And so I definitely don't want to be that way. I found through Idle that so many teachers in Idle and that we're becoming instructional designers, everyone helps each other. And that's the environment that I want to be a part of again. And so even after the support that Idle gives continues after you get a job. I mean, I don't know how many times that I've reached back out to a mentor and said, okay, this isn't working why isn't this working when it comes to something I've created or something in storyline I still get advice I still get all of that from idols so it doesn't just end I want people to know that it doesn't just end after you graduate or after you get a job that support continues and I think that's incredibly important for people to understand too it's not like one and done you definitely have the support that continues
0: well, and I think that's what's so fun about the learning and development space in general, but now that I'm like out in corporate, like I just feel like the world is my oyster. And so like you said, I am definitely not going to stay stagnant. Like I already have moved roles to a program manager. I'm not even in the L&D space anymore. And so it just I think once you get out of teaching, you really can just decide for yourself what's next. Do you want to just continue down that L&D route and dig deeper and deeper and deeper? Or do you want to find something else? And I, it's just so exciting. So it is. all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah. I'm so grateful to you and just so happy for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> do you so- want to leave the classroom and become an ID like Sarah? You're not alone. And I have launched a new resume formula and template that is just for you. In order to get that, please visit idlecourses.com slash leaving the classroom to download your free resume template. It's time to take control and make the career change that will change your life. It changed mine. See you next time. That's all for this episode, but you can find more at idlecourses.com or subscribe to the podcast. And if you are ready to leave the classroom, use my code CLASSROOM100 and get $100 off enrollment to Idle Courses Academy.